Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. What's good? We back in another episode of Unsolicited Views. Yo! Hey guys. So it's John, Maul, Mel, we all here. We have two special guests, three actually, you need to talk about a little bit. Introduce yourself. Background Jay. Alright, my name's <laughs> She's like, my turn. Hi, Jay. <laughs> You acting shy, and I know that's not your mom. I know. Yeah, when well, people get on this mic, they just yeah. clam up a little bit. I know. That's why I be offering drinks, time, man. But I'm going to take like five minutes, and I'll be there. Five shots before you record. Little drink peddler. Five shots. I'm about to make that a. Uh, five shots, I'm be sweet. Might be another second. Oh, man. Especially if she messes with this Tito's. I'm about to say. Tito right in front of her for that. Exactly. Right. She know the vibes. Yeah, light ain't right. vibes. What was good, Jake? Yeah, I'm sorry. What was good? Talk about yourself a little bit. Um, okay, so I am from Baltimore. Okay. Um, Baltimore. I've been writing poetry since I was about seven. Seven. Yeah. Um, I have a nine to five, but like, you know, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I just do her write things on the weekends with my friends. Hey, totally don't, don't we all? Like, yeah. Don't we all? No, I'm, totally I'm doing joking. that right now. Right. <laughs> to my left. To my Cheers. right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm working on a couple things. Um, I curated a really dope open mic last year called Mellow Mondays. Yeah. That nice. was really fun. I heard um, a lot about that. Not from you, from oh. other people. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good oh, no, it's, no, it's a good thing. I mean, she got, she got reach. She got reach. She got you know, reach. Do, she got do. reach. Um, and I have a couple events coming up, and I'm working on a dope, book right dope. now. So. Are y'all going to reignite the Mellow Mondays? That was dope. Please. So my co-host is actually back in Baltimore for a little bit, so okay. we're thinking about doing like a reunion show. Do it, do it. Yeah. We are definitely supporting any way we can. Yeah. Like we try and get out on the scene more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get back on I the scene. I've been on like a hiatus. What is that? See, I stay on the scene. I'm sorry. Well, you yeah. stay on the scene? No, y'all stay on the scene. I stay at work. Well, let's let's not get into the I scene. Stay no, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> yeah, but I say let's not get into your reach. Like, yeah. you know, everybody in Baltimore right. that went to Subbrook, class of '68. <laughs> oh yeah, they went. That was his uh, grandfather. Yeah, everybody went to Subbrook. Yeah. You know, Subbrook trustees. I feel like I even went to Subbrook. Yeah, because you was a mom. I feel like it, yo. I know Ma, yo. I'm all the right. You got a picture on the wall? You got a picture on the wall? Ma probably did. No, 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 no. I probably got a one Before the cruddy. You said what? Before the cruddy? Before the cruddy. Before the cruddy in a beer. Damn. That was a wild moment. Yeah, I learned like a milk dud, Jay. That shit's crazy. But anyway, what's good, Greg? What's good? Peace, man. I'm G. One half of the group, Nuance. Uh, one half of the intro. Poet Life podcast. So stop for a second. Well, how many names you got, yo? I'm gonna say this is my name. Which? <laughs> like, damn, name. I ain't never called you. BKA. So your name? That's your. I mean, what's your poet? Who we going by today? That's so. Nah, so so it's it's simply G, man. It's just G. So respect on his name. Mel and always call me Shot. Okay. Half of my last name is all good. These are my older brothers too, so it's just okay. like we go. We have a a plethora of uh, layers <laughs> of our relationships. <laughs> <work>. So <laughs> it's uh it's all groovy, man. But yeah, one half of the um host of Poor Life Podcast, one half of Poor Group Nuance. Okay. Based out of DC. I'm originally from East Cleveland, Ohio. Wow, how'd you what's your story? How you get here? Man, I transferred to schools, man. So I, um I finished up at Bowie State and I just stayed out here. Oh, you like it? Uh, it's, it grew on me. I would say that it the did grow. The transplants love this place, yo. You know, it's like it took it took so a while. I, I will give you this. <laughs> <laughs> Why you talking about saying that? that would transplant. Like, yo, I, I, I will give you this though. So like so, Baltimore is a lot like Cleveland to me. So it felt like home. Mm. So cause I'm, <laughs> both thugs and harmony. You feel me? So <laughs> now nah, I grew up in like you know East 99, St. Clair, all that. 
So we you know, we don't, we don't know the street. Yet. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. That sounds like it's, it's almost like, like criminal. It's like he's the only okay. person I know from Cleveland. Yo, yeah. never met anybody else from Cleveland. You don't know hey, LeBron. Hey, know LeBron. I said met. I ain't never met LeBron. from Akron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's from Akron? He's from Akron, Ohio. Is, is Akron not like that? It's like 30 minutes. It's, it's kind of like Northeast Ohio is really like all the same. Okay. Me. So if you see black people, they all you, you, you comfortable. You good. You know where you're okay, at. Okay, okay. See black people uh, run. But How long have you been doing poetry? Jay told us since you were seven. I've been doing poetry. I started uh, writing, honestly, when I was nine. I started taking it serious when I was about 13. Then I started making it public and professional around 18. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. We're going to talk about how that's affected a lot. Because I write. I've been writing since I was a kid. I would never tell nobody. Nobody's ever read it beside my wife. I mean, that's how it started. But yeah. then you, you never know, right. man. You tap into yeah. that gift. I had, so I had, had a little, reach, I had a little spree while I was rapping. But oh, it's not. Oh, yeah, right. Let me get a bar real quick, bro. No, let me get a bar. Let me get a bar. You got a hot 16 That was a Kanye You asked him a hot 16, but you got them. I got a lot of them. I got them on my phone. I ain't going to lie to you. Get that man to beat. Oh, he rapping in the basement, yeah? I wrote for some people, but I'm not going to. Oh, you're a ghostwriter. You're a ghostwriter. I don't like being a fool. You wrote for Drake? I'm saying you wrote for Drake, yeah. I ain't quit. Right with Cardi B, yeah? Nah. Sick That's crazy. Go to the Yachty way. Hey, Bill, give him your hat so he can start tapping into now the dad has to trash my head too big. Yeah, yeah I tried it. <laughs> but nah, we can talk about it right now. Um, what's the unsisted review, Ma? What's yours? I know you got some hot scathing over uh, there. Not really hot scathing, but you know, the drug game don't look too, uh, looking real good right now. Why you say that? Man, 20 tons of uh, cocaine on that J.P. Morgan cargo ship. 20 tons? What? 20 tons. 20 tons. What's the weight for the air? Like, is that <laughs> okay? I, I don't really know. That's like a, a billion dollars right there. Like, you know what? Yeah, what's a key is like. I mean, I don't yeah. know how much a key's going for. I think for. they say it was like 18 million grams. So explain that, because I actually heard a little bit about it. I don't know. No, someone, someone did like a like quick math breakdown on the, um, on the internet. They was yeah. like, yeah, it's like 18 million grams. If you sell cocaine for like, what, $50 a gram, that's about $900 million. Yeah. Man, listen. Street value. Yeah, street value. And that, man, listen. So the JP Morgan, the people that hold our money? Yeah. Yo. It's JP Morgan cargo ship. I guess they need back in case of recession here. They like, you know I mean, what? You know, so we need to tap into yeah. some other type <laughs> of income. Them high level executives guy has some fun somewhere. It's all about multiple streams. <laughs> Literally. I'm sure they, they got, got multiple <laughs> connections. Multiple streams of income. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So they, I wonder if they, I doubt if they get, they're going to get busted. I think they're going to just get a little slap on the wrist. Of course. They're responsible for too, too many people's money. A little SEC fine. Right. Because homeboy in uh, SEC for yeah. drug show. <laughs> too many people got stock in JP Morgan. Yeah. So. No drafts. No draft. Right. You said what? That's said too many people got stock yeah, in yeah. JP Morgan. So the people like, that got to get them in trouble have stock in JP Morgan. Exactly. Right. <laughs> They're so they, judges probably. <laughs> he's like, oh man, for real. Shit, that I, was my package. She was like 22 Jump Street and shit. Hey, you give me a G pack. We out of here. We good. Slide me one. When a company got that much money, they ain't immune to that. They untouchable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? That shit wild, yeah. Yeah. big business. Yeah. That's why we shouldn't have bailed out the auto industry. But we ain't gonna oh, get into the oh, finance thing. Okay. Well, I, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole. It's fun, kind of funny because my unsolicited views. Good subway. Well, appreciate oh, you. Oh, yo. you got you, man. Segway guy. Yo, it was a tweet. I don't know Segway where I got God. this from, yo. But uh, the hardest working person in the world likely lives in poverty. Hard work almost never translates to wealth. True shit. But exploitation of labor often does. The hard work myth needs to die. I How believe y'all it. Feel about Very that. True. You work smart, don't work hard. Work hard, got no any. Is most of the people that worked hard are still broke. You're right. It should remind me of the Instagram post, yo. Everybody post still grinding, still grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism wins all the time. I, I think you gotta, yeah, you gotta Export. dismiss that notion, huh? But hard work. Hard work. Like, work. You don't work hard. Like I know anybody like cleaning people work the hardest. Oh, they work way harder than me. Way harder. Yeah. 
I feel so bad for my porters. And they anything just, we don't want to do, we just call them to do it. And, I'm and like, you got Thanks. more money than them. It's crazy, right? And they, they probably sweat. You I don't even sweat. No, I do. I'm going to feel something. Oh, you do? Okay. I'm in the trenches, bro. I'm like, can you get them some food, popsicles, Gatorade, like every day? I mean, we talked about that. Listen, man, I go to get like a pack every time I go to Giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dial sixty nine, yeah. I mean that 24? goes back that goes back to the point Melvin made like twenty episodes ago, um, about the fact that there is no top it doesn't have to be a top and bottom, but it has to be in order yeah. for this economy yeah, to work. Definitely. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Somebody has to be on the bottom. Somebody has to be, somebody has to be on the top. Yeah. That's like, how they made it though. They they did it on purpose. See, they, like, who's they? Who's they? The man. See, yeah, you know, I, I always <laughs> like the white man. Yo, the white man. That's what we always do. Colonialism <laughs> made it that no, way. Disagree. Like, he just got colonial. He said colonial. Man, all these key words, man. Nah, and, and, but it's real though. Before yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree. Before, I don't think I'm disagreeing. Before that population got here, everybody was chilling. Native Americans. This was they was cooling. They were chilling, eating their maize. You know, <laughs> then buffalo. Yeah, boy. Your boy, <laughs> your boy came over. Your boy C.C. Columbus. Young Chris. Over in February. Christopher Columbus. Call him C.C. for short. Right. Young C's. C's literally not right. play on words. Yeah, you feel like me? Bullshit. I think he was over here wilding though. Chris nah. was over here wilding. He was wild. He was like, yo, I'm going to need dad over there. <laughs> like, y'all, hey, listen. I don't even know what y'all are saying, but what y'all are doing over here is lovely. That's my shit. I got it. I'm going to just take this, right? All this. I'm going to be back. But we're going to bring some black people this time. And all y'all working for me. He was like, hold on. He said, before we go, it's going to be lit. He said, let's have a dinner party. Let's have a dinner party. Let's have a dinner party. I want to thank y'all for your contribution. And y'all ain't even got to do nothing. I got some workers that I'm about to go pick up. Y'all just show up. It's a buffet. It's going to be a lot of them, too. Y'all bring the food. We're not paying for nothing. We're just, like we gonna here, take so y'all shit, <laughs> but y'all make the shit. All right? You know it's a, a friendly offering on the house. Yeah. Yeah. But dig this. I'm gonna need y'all women because y'all got some nice hair too I know. I know. and skin. See? Where's your medicine cabinet? Because the shit that we got. Look at my teeth, bro. The shit that we got. The smallpox shit is about to take over. We're gonna bring all the diseases and stuff, but y'all keep the medicine so y'all can heal us. This shit about to get lit. Don't worry. In a couple hundred years, we're gonna give y'all a little Reservation jokes, but right. this is really <laughs> how it happened, though. That's really how it happened. We making all these jokes, but this yeah. is, this that's is really what but not like it was a, a perennial point. I think I was watching, um, man, some some uh comedy stuff. We was like, you know, black people make things hilarious, hilarious because we have to laugh at pain, we have, you to, have to laugh to. at pain, you know, you must laugh at your pain. It's like, dude. A lot of stuff that minorities as a whole been through. Yeah. But black people, we can joke about it because we just have that funny bone. We right. have we have that tough exterior too mm-hmm. that you know a lot of people don't have. We were also, I mean, we, I mean, pain is unfortunately it goes with our story all too well, and that's what's hard. So, man, that's a perfect segue. Right. And if we talk about some serious stuff, yeah, people yeah, be yeah. like, get over it. Yeah. Like, why are you so sensitive? Right, First nah. of all, like, uh, I done earned every right. It's in my DNA to feel this Did way. you not see that uh, slavery wasn't about just only, <laughs> what, how long ago? Yesterday? Yo, people forget that. People think, that I'm telling you, that wasn't just yes. That wasn't, and it's not that the rep- reparations haven't never come, and also the ramifications are still here and apparent, even Word. more apparent. So, Word. 40 acres Oh, we got rainbow. another guest coming in. Okay. Hey. She's not on the mic, though. I can already tell. I can see the vibes. <laughs> She's not on the mic vibes today. But no, like, is that not how it goes, though? What's that? It's just, it baffles me how in today's society, when you make a ruckus out of something that's supposed to change, that's supposed to right. inflict change, everybody's like, oh, get over it, get over right. it. But the moment something happened 
to the people that affect their money, the JP Morgans mm-hmm. and all them, oh, it's a crisis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah Something must be done. Ooh, I mean, that's the opioid epidemic right now. I mean, opioid epidemic, we've been down Lexington right Market now, all our life. Opioids don't, yeah. don't even affect the people that we know. Right. Exactly. Crack affects the people that we know. <laughs> right, opioids. opioids can't afford opioids. Yeah. Opioids affect the people up top. Like, yeah. oh, my God, Trevor, are you on that shit? <laughs> Get off of it now. Yeah, it's, it is a like, lot different. It's a lot different. It's a whole, like... And it's a, it's a rich people drug. It's a rich people drug. Yeah, you do not see drug. people down North yeah. Ave talking about, yo, I got these opioids, bro. You trying to get down, you know what I'm like, saying? <laughs> spell it. I don't even want to take right. them. I can't spell. That reminds me of another tweet. It was That's like, too um, many syllables. <laughs> 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 you know what people are like? Loud. I got loud. Loud. Something that's simple. You seriously? Opioids. Opioids sound like some shit in the dictionary that don't nobody even want to read. Right. Like. <laughs> Space, that's like a opioid. that's that's a word that like smart dumb niggas try to use. Yeah. Like, smart, <laughs> your opioids ain't right. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear, they don't say your opioids. <laughs> your opioids ain't right, yo. Like, yo, you a poet or a comedian? <laughs> a little bit of both. Both. I can tell. I can tell. So let's talk about that. So we talking about pain, right? So being creative, pain is something that's really translated a lot of times through creative endeavors. I know y'all both poets, so like. How do you unpack trauma and pain through your your work? Like, how do you usually do that? Oh yeah, go first. Oh, okay. You don't got no no. Oh, you don't got to raise your hand. Oh, okay. Day. You good? You good? Um, <laughs> uh, basically, so uh, when I was seven, my mom passed away, wow. and that was like my go-to. Like that was my self therapy. Um, so like right before our funeral, like I wrote this poem, and then I left it home. I was supposed to read it at the funeral, so I was just so distraught. So I like have that framed in my house now. Um, so that was like my like self therapy, like my healing, like that was my whole process for right. everything. Like wow. if I didn't write, I would have been crazy. So writing literally saved my life. Hmm. Wow. But it was from pain. So that's deep. That's that was yeah. really so, deep. Uh, my follow up just got real uh, lean. Dang, <laughs> dang. Um, right. Good luck, Grit. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was like, don't worry, he got some jokes or something. Nah. Like but like in, in doing that, it's just you know. How can you, like, did it help heal or does it continuous process? I think grieving is never stopped. Yeah, it never ends. It but never it's, ends. it's my constant. Like, that's the only thing that's been constant in my life is mm. pad and pen. Like, wow. if no one else was there, pad and pen and God, all three of them, always that's been there. Like, those are my constants. Amen. So I feel like forever. Because, mm. I mean, everything I write, I don't share. Like, everything's not a performance po- like poem. Some mm. things I just write, and that's just how I heal with everything. Because I'm an only child. So you think, like, mm. some people just run to their siblings or, like, like, nah, it's just me, Patty Penn. So that's always been, like, my thing. And I know that'll be, like, my personal therapy forever. That's dope. Nice. So. How did, wow, let me ask you a question, both of y'all, right? So, like, when we went from, like, people writing to like, everybody typing stuff in their phone, does it, it you you get writer's block when you got typing your phone? Or is it the same? I think writer's block is just either way. You're going you gonna to get it. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like... Because the process is the same. Is it? But okay. I enjoy writing, like, pad and paper. Like, mm. it's just a comfort for me. And then I'll type it in my phone, like, later. But, like, my splashdowns, mm. like, when I first start, like, whatever idea I have, I write it on paper first. Unless I'm, like, out and don't have I it. I got you. I got but you. But typically it's paper first. Because it's something nostalgic about that. It to is. me, still. Like, so I still like... It sounds like carpal tunnel times, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, both of us carpal tunnel. Which way you want it? <laughs> right. So she said she like to write it down, then type it. Oh. Oh, okay. Man, her forearm thumbs probably be on fire by the end of the night. Yeah, nah, man. You need that because, like, as, as a writer, you're, 
you mix your art into like illustration mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. So that pen and paper, you you paint a picture. Right. So and if you have to get it out, like I'm me uh me, we would write we'd be in the car, she's like, Oh, I need to write that down. Where's my okay. you know? And it, it happens just like that. So like though your writing style may de- like differ from the next person, pen and paper is always mm-hmm. like the originator. Like it's you home. need that. Yeah. I feel you. How many poems I've lost through like new phones? Bruh. Let me get them phones, bro. Y'all don't got the cloud. That was before the cloud. I had a Blackberry. (laughs) (laughs) Blackberry was the best type of experience. I had a Nokia. I was in that joke. I just wrote a poem about that. Yeah, you had a T9. T9. Doing poetry on T9. I had a strong ass thumb. How do you even keep all your thoughts? It wasn't even worth it at that point, man. What was the prediction like on your T9 when you doing poetry? <laughs> they were saying some wild shit. I know. I know. It was like I say that shit. Go what? Back, go back. But what? That, that sidekick <laughs> came out. You couldn't tell me anything. Oh, the sidekick. Yeah, sidekick. But honestly, I didn't have any of that. So I went from the uh, the little Nokia phone to a BlackBerry, then I had an iPhone. But always, I had like the um, what's them traditional notebooks that we got? In composition. Library? Composition yeah. book. I, I I still have those. Yeah, I still journal. I still have those. No, I have my original. Oh, for real? Like from the, like the body didn't fall off that from yet? from ninth grade, that's like hella brown. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. But yeah. like, I'm about to say shit probably. Nah, because like, remember uh, back in the day, like you folded, the, you made uh, the paper bags covers on your yeah, books. But that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I still got some of those because a lot of stuff that just would come to mind, like I wrote on it, yeah. drew on it, all yeah. that stuff. It was just like because you never know. Like when you go back to your arsenal, you have no idea like how much stuff that still is relevant. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So right. that was the thing. So like speaking of pain, like pain is I mean by definition weakness leaving the body, right? Right. So as a poet, we express that weakness and we flow with it and we let that go. That's how we that's the that's the freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me the pain was just like, okay, if something's hurt, I gotta figure figure out why it's hurting. Right. That's the only way I can talk about it. Have you ever spoke on, you know, things that you might be continually dealing with like for example i think a lot of artists not just poets they're talking about stuff and sometimes you think they have figured it out but they're talking their way through it absolutely so like you're you're saying it but you're like really trying to figure it out yourself so you're saying the thought but is a thought that you like i really don't i'm not there yet though it's a lot of affirmations like i'm putting this out here just so i can get there okay like i know sometimes i feel like sometimes i have more knowledge than i understand right so like i've dealt with a lot of things but i haven't or i felt a lot of things but i haven't been able to completely deal with them Ooh. Mm. so that's good so i'll like write it down and then i keep speaking it's like like i'll write okay so like i'll have like happy poem sad poem right but that happy poem is like where i want to get to because mm-hmm. i'm not quite there yet but i'm speaking it into existence i'm putting it in the atmosphere so that the universe brings that back to me mm. but i might not be there yet Right. But everything's like I feel like we're all a work in progress. Like, we are for sure. We like, never really stop. Yeah, we never really stop. For me, always gotta make a little progress. It's, progress. it's I feel you. Y'all dropping a lot of uh, <laughs> rhyming words. My thing is all <laughs> like cat in the head. My my energy is always uh, <laughs> <laughs> red fish, fish blue fish, red patty wet. Give a dog a bump. Ah damn. Nah, but um, it's for me. It's all a groove, man. I'm everything is based off a of groove, man. Okay. It's it's, it's it's situational for me too, so it's not like how she said, "Happy poem, sad poem." Mine is situational. If I see something, I write what I see. Or I write the perspective. Like, what do I feel as though that they might be going through? What What is my perspective of that situation? Because mm. I have no business, you know, putting myself in their shoes because I I don't fit their shoes. You know, right. so it's just like I need to write 
what you know what I'm saying if I'm the spectator yeah, yeah, yeah. what am I looking at mm-hmm. you know and then uh, if it's something that I'm dealing with there I would shed light on it because there's somebody else that's you know dealing with it too I'm sure mm-hmm. because like I've had countless um, opportunities to speak in front of several different people and every time it's always something that you know is said or felt from somebody in the crowd and they will come up to me and say thank you man for you know what I'm saying for saying that because I had no idea to articulate what you right, know right, right. and then I had no idea I, that somebody was like me that felt like that and we all human you know what I'm saying yeah. just like you said so it's like yo it is our duty as artists to shed light on things that other people may be afraid to say themselves. For sure, for sure. Yes. That's why they listen to music. That's right. why they go and watch these movies. That's why they idolize certain artists and mm-hmm. actors and all that stuff. As poets, we just regular folk that like to speak on regular things. Like a comedian or anybody else. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just I this feel like that's just artists as a whole. Yeah, it's like expression. It's just, yeah. That's all you're going to do. Yeah. I just always want, how do y'all, because uh, I, I get jealous. I get jealous a lot. Because I, 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 I don't have that kind of talent. <laughs> I learned but something new. I'm going somewhere with this. Go ahead. <laughs> Your talent's no, your I just, Like, when did, uh, when, like, do you remember the first poem, like, when you realized that you had this talent? Like, was it, was it like when you was a baby, you, you can kind of, can you remember, but you, did your mom tell you, you, oh, dang, you used to rhyme stuff all the time? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? When did you first know? Mm, well, I used to read a lot, so I feel like, Reading sparked my interest, too. I mean, obviously, like, the thing with my mom, like, that was mm-hmm. the first poem, per se, I wrote. But I think reading so much sparked my interest in, like, writing. So then, Love like, you know a lot of words as a little kid. They're looking at you like, how do you know all this? But yeah. I just like to read. I hate spelling. Not now as much, but we know. Uh, we did we as know. a child. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. But I need to read more yeah. as an adult. Now, all honesty, like, read, period. It was probably, like, two years ago. Oh, certainly. Like, it was when I seriously came out of, like, my shell and stopped being scared of my my skill. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, if you're around so many dope people and they're doing dope things, you just observe. Right. And you like a fly on the wall. Right, right. But then, like, you get people, you know, like, my lady souls into me so much. She's like, yo, you have so much gift. You got like, so much talent. Right. You gotta, your talent is connected to somebody else's, and they need you to, you know? So I'm like, oh, cool. So two years ago... I think two or three years ago, maybe, me and my brother, uh, Jock, man, shout out to him, uh, other half of Nuance, okay. we did a show, we did our feature, our first feature, and it was just like, once I felt that energy of just like, yo, people are listening. Yeah, they need you. You, you know what I'm saying? Us. And it was like, cause I can't even remember the poem, I, I remember some of it was just like, yo, it was just so electric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one, most artists or anybody performs, say once you get on that stage and you feel that, you can never that like trade adrenaline? that feeling. Oh. For nothing else, you I gotta like learn it too. Like, yeah, that's my element is like actually performing. Right. But sometimes I do the same thing in the living room with. Right, <laughs> and be chilling, right? <laughs> it's the same right. No matter what, because it's not for what me. It's not necessarily the stage. It's like, yeah. it's what you what you say in a connection to who's listening. Mm-hmm. Like I can be in a phone conversation talking to Ma or Mel, just like, oh, yo, that's real, yeah. You know, that's that's Ma. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Baltimore, yeah. That's, that's real, yeah. Nah, Baltimore pressure, yeah. That was real Ohio. <laughs> Baltimore, Ohio. Being no railroad, so take it. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say because I think, do you think artists and creatives in general have the obligation to create for other people or for themselves? Because I really feel as though you should create for yourself. Because if mm. you love it, somebody else is gonna fall in love too. Because I think a lot of times we'll make stuff for other people, and what happens is we fall short. Because you mean you, like. 
are, are writing, writing for other people? I'm saying writing anything. For example, right, any mean. art form, I think you make it for yourself. Right. Because I think that's when it's this period. But I think it's also, like, how vulnerable are you willing to be? That's true. Because that's my biggest thing. Like, I have a lot of poems that I perform that are very, like, fun, like, kind of want to get the crowd going because I know it's a right. reaction. That but makes I know sense. it might be a mm. couple bars in there. But things that are more personal, and I feel like that's something I'm working towards as an artist, um, especially, like, with my book just being very open. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the fun poems, I mean, they relate to me, but I know they'll relate to the audience. Right. But cool. my more personal pieces that I've, like, started sharing uh, – uh, last year I did like two really personal pieces that I performed a few times um, it helped a lot of other people like people were coming up to me like whoa didn't know that was your right. life I'm going through the same thing or, like, we need so much more of that yeah we and I was so, so afraid because I mean people are judgmental it's hard like I mean when you're yes. just an open book like it gives people way too much wiggle room to just judge you but when you're content with yourself like I felt like once I realized like not nah, like this is my story and it's mine. Like there's nothing I can do about it. I've already been there. There's nothing yeah. else I can do. So when you realize that you're like comfortable with your own self and your right. story, you'll always write from self. Right. And when it'll help everyone else or not everyone else, but whoever it needs to reach. Right. Right. And it's always gonna be your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like I can I love to write about love. That don't mean I understand it. I know it personally. Right. You know, it's based on what I see sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So I, some I, stuff I, you have no clue right. about. Right. <laughs> I love I, I wrote a black poem called Shiro. It's basically about black women, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not a black woman. I'm yeah. a black man. I like interpretations <laughs> of other people's POV. Mm-hmm. To me, has always been amazing. Like, whatever, you know, because even when you listen to certain stuff, like one of my favorite artists, like music artists, is like Kendrick, because yeah. he writes from a lot of people's POV. That's not even his. Yes, yeah. And he's able to articulate in a way it's just like, did he feel that? Like, <laughs> did you go through right. like, No, nah, that was my sister or my cousin. Yeah, like, man. Like, you just going to drop it on It's a like lot that? of artists that do that, and I feel like that's a talent in itself. Do you feel as though art now is more disposable? I have the, I have the mindset that art in every genre is kind of, like, a lot more disposable. I don't feel... There's certain artists that you listen to them, you like, they're going to be here. When you and say disposable... When I say disposable, this is what I mean. I think certain people make work that's not going to stand the test of time. Okay. That makes sense, if that makes better okay. sense to you. And I feel like we have a lot of that. Maybe we always have, and I'm just... We have rations in the mainstream. Talk about it. We have rations in the mainstream media. Because I, I like, I'm a musician too. I'm a vocalist. So it's just like when you listen for certain things musically and you compare them to the the sounds that we grew up to and the the, the artists that we grew up to, it's just like, yo, they got that feel. Right. And you will know as a listener that what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So if I send you some music and I send you some music knowing that we share the same type of intellect on music... Correct. You're going to be like, okay, this person might be saying something because if he's sending it to me, it's cool. But if we just listening to it in the car, like, right. it's, all of the other stuff is car music. We, you know what I'm saying? We could turn There's up a and lot all of that car stuff. Music, it's, yeah. cute, it's cute. It's cool, you know? But there are some people, even in mainstream, that still have that feel. For sure. Like, women in uh, hip-hop right now are, like, climbing this ladder, something serious. Like, yeah, you got to shout sure. out. Like, people like Megan Thee Stallion is like... What? I think... It's too much comparison. Like, I feel mm. like we're constantly comparing. Why art? Art, like, especially, like, uh, even rappers or even just talent. Like, I used to compare myself to other poets I was around. Like, oh, it's my dangerous. God, they're doper than me. Like, For sure. No, you're dope in your own lane. Like, Correct. whatever you do. And you don't know what your reach is. So mm. I feel like I, I hate that we always compare, like, oh, like, old R&B to new R&B. Yeah. Like, why can't the we The boxes just take, we put yeah, in each other. we mm. do constantly. Side weird. 
Yeah. I, I feel like that. You, I feel like that. You can change the narrative. Yeah. Like, hey, it's not even everything. It's in everything. Even when you look at sports, it is really it's life. Say LeBron to Jordan. LeBron and Jordan. Like, they not comparison, you know? But, like, when you, because comparison kills. I dig that. But once you, like, if you do not recognize the people that came before you, which is some artist's problem that Most. I've seen, because I've, right. I've seen these interviews of, like, people that's coming up now. It's like, yo, I don't know nothing about them. Like, or I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, yo. Like, so you different. Why I mean, don't you study, it. you know what I'm saying? You can acknowledge it, yeah. yeah. If you don't even acknowledge it, and then you go into it, that's like yeah. me coming in and say, oh, I want to do a podcast, and I've never acknowledged unsolicited views. I've never acknowledged the people that, you know, God that's in my you, circle. Bro. God bless you, You know bro. what I'm saying? OG's in the game. <laughs> but it's just, appreciate <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all, what is this? What is this, show 60? You feel me? Yeah, number there's, 60, there's, bro. there's people who will come in at show two and feel as though, like, yo, we about to be on the top of the world with this. Yeah. That have not studied. Right. I think yeah. like as as a artist or as anything, you study what it is that you're trying to do so that you can be great. Not yeah. a lot of students out here. You know? Right. Be studious first and then right. you can go in there. Like one of the, the main people that I like look at for that is like Kobe Bryant. The man studies his game. He don't compare mm-hmm. himself to nobody, but he works on his craft. How does he work on his craft? He studies his game. He studies himself. How can I get better there? So he's not comparing. Right. He just studies himself. Excuse me. So it's just like, dog, how can you get better? If you just feel like you got it in right. the bag, you Some, you've already messed up. You know what's funny though? <laughs> I had this I had this conversation off with my wife because I actually think Drake is not a great rapper. I think he's a great student. I think he has studied so well. But makes I'm like Drake's sense. number one fan. Because so. now I'm like, okay. Because you ever <laughs> listen to it? All the flows he, I'm like, oh, that's such and such flow. That's the ODB yeah. flow. That's this flow. Thank you. But, but that he, makes him a good rapper. That makes, it makes him, no, that makes him a good student. No, it makes him a good student. No, I think it makes him a good student. I don't think it does. How? How? Because he, he has studied friend. everything. He, he understands that he can take Mm-mm. He can take this, He's adapted this, to the time. this, and this, and put everything together and become this one rapper. You know what that is, brother? That's chess. Yeah, that's you it, it makes you successful, but they don't make you memorable. Because <laughs> a lot of great. Well, so Drake is, so Drake is not memorable. No, I think you'll, I think, think we'll remember him. I, this is my personal opinion. I feel that I'll remember him <laughs> like, for his hits. I'll remember him for his moments, the key keys and all that. But I don't think when I'm 60 and I want to get in my groove. My own, mm. I want to feel nostalgic. Thank, thank me later. No. Come on, bro. I'm, not I'm gonna say take You must ain't listen to the album. I'm just saying. I mean, I could be wrong. Here we go. There could be some some back and forth with that. But I think everybody got a different ear. Like yeah, everybody has a different ear. So like you're a fan of who you're a fan of. Yeah, I still so, like, love his music. The three, but I can't say. I just have that was my opinion. So the three headed monster for me in that era would be like Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. Right. Just. You can't music. deny that. You can't deny that because they made such like powerful statements musically, mm-hmm. vocally, however you want to put it. Like they were in their bag, and that pen is their pen. Like as poets, like we look for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We look for the wordsmith areas of you know, and then like as a vocalist, I look for harmonies and everything like that. So right. it's just like if your music is just like that, and that nostalgia is there, like if we could cut the record on and play that whole record front yeah. to back, you the man. Or the yeah. woman. That takes a lot, like, of that's why a lot of people use a lot of samples too. Which some people Shout out consider Kanye for cheap code, but yeah. I mean, sampling that's I think that's always paying homage and respect. I don't right. I don't I shit on people that sample. Until they try to borrow the exact sound of the sample yeah. and try to treat it as theirs. But to me, sometimes it's funny because somebody like a Marvin Gaye sample, right? Marvin worked hard as shit you to get that Marvin sound, right? But then I mean Drake sampled Marvin. Um but, but you flip try. it. 
So are you taking what he worked hard, that feeling he worked hard to get, and making it your own, or are you just kind of using it as like a cheat code? What would I you think, think some cheat some code. Like, both. Yeah. Okay. It's a little but bit of both. No, don't make it your own because Marvin's sound is timeless. But that's why he's it's using it. That's timeless. why somebody uses it. Like if you try, you can't use a sample that's trash because then your record not gonna sell. Unless you're good, because you can turn the sample into something that. Unless your unless your producer is good, unless your uh your, your engineer. I mean, 40? Can, all of the all of the well, all DJ of the just yes. did that. The Rihanna yes. song. He 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 brought back a classic and Maria. Every, Maria? Yeah. yeah, my my sisters didn't know that that was a sample. No. Thought it was a, a new sound. A, 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 a lot of kids of generation don't know most of these songs. Yeah. Are but I think that's the power of how good art is. I'd be shocked when I feel sign some of these things. Oh, especially especially like sometimes it'd be every, every now and then. Yeah. So <laughs> but no, a lot of the, the youngest in the game now have that sound. JID. Like, yeah, did y'all hear Like, did y'all hear the whole album? Music cyclical. It's going back. That's did y'all see the documentary, though? No, no I, I didn't watch it. I, I meant to Please watch, watch, watch that thing, man, because there's a lot of people in there that nobody knows of yet. Like, producer-wise, engineer-wise, like, artist-wise, too, who have something to say, who are saying something, and right. they're just young in the game, they, they're not really getting no shine. I think uh, J. Cole did that because he wanted everybody to get their burn. It's a cat from here. You, uh, you know King Piers? He's a young cat that always be at uh, Orville's over mic. He was in the documentary down there, and I'm like, yo. His research is impeccable. You know what I mean? J. Cole did a lot of research. Him, a lot whoever's working with him, you Thank you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You studied again, and then you just, you rocking out like that. But there's people like No Name. No Name's dope. No Name is crazy no dope. No Name's dope. You know what I'm saying? People like uh, Iman Omari, who's a vocalist. He's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's people, uh, baby, give me somebody that we listened to recently. That, like, that's like, yeah. I listen to Ari every day. That's morning. That's my morning work. Lennox, Ari? Yeah. Yeah. Vocally. Up late is like, yo. Oh, yeah. Yo. You came here bumping yo. with cream, yo. Oh, yeah. I, shit. Yeah. BMO, whipped cream. It's, it's, some, it's some groovy <laughs> things, though. I don't know. Woman got that foothold on R&B right now. I don't. Division, you slide out. Division guys, but no, I, I, but I, I watched this tiny desk. I was not. Division, you ain't like the tiny desk? Because he was just not ready. I don't think his. Well, I don't think he the did his first five minutes. Was, the first couple minutes was good, and after that, it was just like, all right, you did get tired of it. Didn't listen to it, guys. Tiny desk, my best tiny. Tyler created it. Tiny desk was the best though. No. What? Anderson Pack, bro. Okay. And it's a drums. You can't really get. You can't beat somebody's no, live instrument. But you gotta listen oh, to know, what he's saying. Oh, saying yeah. yeah, that Malibu album was my shit. Yeah. It was crazy, right? He did a lot of that. Him, uh, the Roots with uh, Bilal's Tiny Desk yeah, was crazy. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. Um, but those, taking the bangers. For those that don't know, what we talking about. So Tiny Desk is on NPR. Get him so here, bro. YouTube. Go to YouTube and just type in Tiny Desk. Like basically, almost every artist you'll find almost every artist you like for the most part. Some people didn't even still get on there. So some of the most popular ones, I know Mac Miller's Tiny Desk is like probably most yeah, it was crazy. The, the best one. Like that made me, I actually cried when I watched this. That's it, because it was right, and it was right around that. when he died. So it was, and then everything he was saying, he was talking about death in his music, and he was another one that would talk about death. And let's get real about that real quick, man. Go ahead. When you speak, like when, because we don't necessarily hear the cry out. Oh, yeah, he was you crying know what I mean? a long time. We don't necessarily hear the crowd, and that's something that's real that needs to be exposed because when not just an artist, when somebody comes to you, like even your strong friends, that's why they always tell you, check on everybody. Yeah, check on everybody. Check yeah. on everybody because you just never know, you know? But I think it's interesting. Y'all have advice 
Y'all have poetry. Y'all have writing. And what do we do? Because everybody doesn't have that um, something to tap into that vulnerability. You got a soul. And able to die. You have soul. What's you that? got a soul. You got. You got a feel. You got an energy. Like if I feel like something wrong with you, mm-hmm. I'm calling you. If if you cross my mind, I'm like yo, I gotta check. Yo, bro, what's going on? You good? Just mm-hmm. wanted to check in. Like I do that to Mel and Ma all the time. Like yo, you, you good? You straight? Mm-hmm. At mind you, I probably ain't speak to them for right. weeks, just because like I'm in D.C. They out here in Baltimore. It's like okay, cool. Still check in on your people. Yeah, I ain't heard from such and such in a long time. Let me just see what's going on with them. Who taught you that? That's an old school mentality. That's, I'm a old, like I have an old soul. It's just like you you have to because your village is who you are. You're attached to them. Right. You need that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just you know oh out of sight, out of mind anybody because right. yeah. your village is not just anybody. They somebody to you. And to go back to what you were saying, um, I think people get like being a poet or poetry confused. Like you can write down how you feel. It doesn't have to rhyme, rhythm, have anything, but you can write that out. You don't have to be a poet to necessarily write how you feel. Because I get a lot of people like, well, does it have to rhyme? Like, does it have to have the sound? <laughs> people right. always say as soon as I'm That's like, oh, me. like, Talk I do poetry. Like, do you say, and then up. the trees were blowing like this? <laughs> like, no, I don't sound nothing like that. When like, I was five. Right. Like, every time I get on stage, I y'all say, hey, snapping. y'all. Y'all yeah, say, snap. hey, Jay. Like, that's track. literally how I start everything, just how I start a regular mm-hmm. dialogue. Um, so I think you can use any form that you want, but people think because it's not, like, clean and cut that it or it has to be a certain way like it doesn't have to be you can just do it freely however you want mm. um to heal that's actually why some one positive part of social media because it's everybody's like visual diary a lot of times yeah. a lot of times it, well the tough part is people don't put their tough it's moments the r- right you know they're not giving you the whole play but they will put they are showcasing like their life right and basically yeah. it's just a di- uh, visual diary a lot yeah. of times can y'all speak on some of the um, the negative energy y'all get as poets? I, I don't know, I'm giving examples. Like when you said you wrote the poem about black women, right? Mm. What, do, do some women come to you and say, you shouldn't be saying that? So like, like, what, is, what, what is some energy like <laughs> that that you and Jay get as poets? You, you could go ahead. You could probably. Um, I don't know. I have a poem called Sophista Ratchet. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yo, if y'all ever heard that poem, I'm sorry. But that poem is, <laughs> that poem is crazy. So we're gonna get it Can there. we get that on here? She knows. You don't gotta do it right now. Oh, no. If you don't want to. Okay, let me know. Yeah. You, you ready? Uh, yeah. Not right now, but uh, let's finish the convo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like out of Jay, like, because I remember now. That thing was crazy. <laughs> she did that at Snaps and Laughs. That's what I grew up She did that one. I knew you. Right. You sophisticated, ain't you? No, it was real, though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, it was a couple lines in there I may or may not have exaggerated for rhyme scheme or mm. whatever. And um, so this guy was like, oh, so the one, it's, you'll hear, but it was, like, something about, like, quickies in your back. So he was like, oh, like, that's what you do? And I was like, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's not sir. it. Seriously. There's like, always one. There's always one. Tragic. Um, or just anything you, anything that's, like, personal. People are like, oh, like, is that your life? Like, if uh-huh. it's, if it, and I told you I do a lot of fun poems. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I have a poem called I'm Sick of Having Holes. And guys are like, oh, so you just out here dating a thousand people. No, it's just a poem. <laughs> I think that's right. the cross a creative has to bear. It, because just seems, yeah, it seems like it can get annoying. That's where that question came from. But sometimes from, right? people aren't really bold enough to step to you. It's, but there's always mm, one. Yeah, there's always one. Uh, does that, <laughs> make, does that make one. you uh, upset? Because I think a lot of any type of artist would say, like, just because I put myself out there does not give you access to me. That does not mean we're friends. <laughs> like, like, does not mean that all of a sudden you can comment about 
But honestly, Dig I deeper. feel like you put yourself in those shoes. And I really don't mind it majority of the time because most of the feedback is positive. Okay. Um, I have way more people that are like, oh, I relate. Oh, girl. Like, yes, honey. Like, relating. And guys, you know. Black like, girl oh, snap. All right. Yes. 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 I love, yes. I love a black girl. Yes. <laughs> With the neck roll. Oh, your neck. Yeah, my neck don't move that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't move I'm going to have some questions, <laughs> brother. <laughs> what kind of ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Just, just do something like this. Yeah. Yeah, simple. No. Oh, I see you. That's it. That pushback is groovy though man because sometimes i feed off that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if, if you give me some pushback what's your pushback on like i um you like a debate no no nah, i don't oh, okay no i just i just want to understand your perspective so that way i can learn like i'm i'm a learned person like teach me something new today okay you know what i mean so when i did a, uh i submitted a poem for my job right it was a black history poem mm-hmm. it was like a talent show showcase and i did a poem about uh it was black history month really touching on like the views of a sharecropper and how the transition after slavery took place. You know what I'm saying? S- similar to how today is, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like white dollars all white dollars matter, you know, white <laughs> dollars win. You Triple. feel me? So JP Morgan, shout out. My uh my poem had a bit of a pushback <laughs> from the people in the office. I'm like, okay. It's like, oh my God, was that you? They sent you an email. <laughs> <laughs> is that your poem? It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's me. It's like, oh my God, it was so. Yeah. Um, that's how Voice my coworkers are. It's so um, <laughs> so um, yeah, like I hope you won. Like, you know what I'm saying? You literally sound exactly like my coworkers. And that's how it be, no, bro. Like, that's our actual voice. The word drives me. It's crazy, right? But then it's just like. What did like, and then I start asking questions further. So, how did you feel about it? What did you think? Because not, not <laughs> a lot of pushback comes right, right, from right. people that don't look at like us. It's like, oh, I, it was, uh, yeah, man, it's like, so, they don't oh. even understand it. That's and that's way. cool. So, I like prepare things for that mm-hmm. for, the, for them to understand from Absolutely. our perspective yeah. because I think, like, you know, racism, racism exists, mm-hmm. but some people don't acknowledge it. So, the best way you can help them acknowledge it is just bring light to it the best way you can. It's interesting because I think. African American people are some of the most loving, accepting people of every goddamn thing. I agree. Shit. We roll with the punches. But when everybody else, we try to give them a little, they like, man, get out of here. Mm-hmm. It's just like we, ex- if you yeah. think about through history, yeah, we've accepted every Everything. goddamn body. A- yeah. African American people are loving and embracing until you meet Buckles. somebody who has a crab in a barrel type mindset. Yeah, but I think that comes from yeah. the programming of right. them. Absolutely. Because we weren't that. See what he did? He flipped that. He did flip yeah. that. <laughs> he did but if they don't, they don't even know where it came from. They, they don't know the origin. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. know where it came if from. If they don't know the origin, they'd be like, yo, so you trying to outshine me? That's like one-on-one yeah. at the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know that you just won three in a row. You trying, you trying to go right. home. Be like, nah, man, one more. Let's run it back. Run it back, man. I got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't serious that time. I had right. the wrong shoes on or something. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Shoes. And it's funny because like even if you study culture and like, African and colonization, like you were saying at the beginning, like you, a lot of people that immigrants here from like African countries are very shiny and boasty and boastful, and that a lot of that does come from our culture. But we, it was never to shit on somebody else. Right. But when white people came and colonized Africa, right. they kind of made that division, made that this, these people are better than these people, and they kind of created their own war and all the banter. Not all of it, but it's just interesting how yeah. the stretch. Like, god damn, how sick of a, how sick can you be? To kind of spread your will and then just t- make everybody give to you at the end. It's like, it's just, yeah, I'm, I think we're also like 
kind of trying to change the narrative because everyone it, we're, we have so much access to our history and learning about it mm. so now we have power to change that's that. crazy we're just getting access to our yeah. history really I mean and it's probably been there but at least it's like mainstream enough for yeah. everybody to be like oh let me hop on this bandwagon at least it's a good bandwagon I, to it's hop a great on. bandwagon to hop on it's a good one to hop on so but y'all create what are some poets that are dope because y'all can put us on some poets I know I like Saul <laughs> Williams back in the day he was one of my per- I used to listen to his uh CD. That was like my teens. Like we used to listen to him. I was a huge fan of Deaf Poetry Jam, so I used to research that Yo, shit. Yo, it's like Deaf Poetry Jam, yeah, man. Bring it back. They, that can oh, come that back and be fire. Please. I don't know why. Oh, please, yeah. yo, please. So, who are some poets y'all listen to, or y'all just your own fans? Y'all don't really no, fuck no, with no. Anybody I else? definitely am a fan of everybody else. Oh, okay, okay. Like my favorite poet from Baltimore is Black Chakra. Okay. He's a slam poet. Okay. He's phenomenal. Shout out to Black. I mean, the mo- you, he went viral recently. Um, yeah, I'll Texas Slam. We'll check Pass. it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Pass. It was about football. He did like a play with like a whole, all, like every team. It was amazing. Oh, it's I, gotta a check, I gotta check that out there. No, it's yeah, so good. It's I on YouTube. Oh, that's my shit. Yeah, check so, that out. <laughs> it was great. He's my favorite. Um, I feel like our slam team, Baltimore slam team, mm-hmm. top in the country. Like they the slam. Dope. Explain to people what slam poetry is versus yeah, your simple so, haiku oh, or right. your simple, you know. <laughs> so slam is um, like you compete, so you win like titles. Right. But it's like very, um, like it's timed. Like you have to do it in a certain amount of time. It's rap battle almost, like a rap battle. Yeah, I mean rap ain't nothing but rhythm and poetry anyway. Tell them. So. Get your shit off. <laughs> <laughs> she had the shoulders, so I knew yeah. she was ready for that. Time time out. Process <laughs> never ain't come. Yeah. Right? So, I do all of that shit. My, oh, my, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, That's my best boy. J voice I can do, by the way. Right. My girlfriend's actually a slam poetry champion. Oh, so right? I think, babe, what, do you, what would you describe as slam? Oh, yeah, get on the mic. Don't, don't let that go. Okay. Um, I guess slam poetry is. Uh, a venue where you are graded on your content, your performance, and uh, I guess your ability to communicate a message and how original it, it is. And so essentially there's a group called the National uh, Poetry Slam <laughs> Corporation, uh, which was recently purchased by Rudy Francisco, who Word. is also a amazing. well-known, crazy, amazing poet. Dope. Recently was on Jimmy Kimmel's show um, okay. and has done that twice. So essentially for each city, and I just to correct Greg, um, slam champion for D.C. Because there are different champions for each uh, state. You can go up there and you usually have a time limit on how much uh, like you can three. say. Yeah, it's like three minutes usually. Some of them it's like one minute slams. Okay. So in one minute, you know, you have to per, um, persuade or convince a virgin crowd. Right, so these are not people with credentials that have yes. seen theater That's before, hard. wrote That's poetry before. They can literally know it nothing be about it. <laughs> oh. And then some of them could probably do know something Shit, about it. Up. And then they, <laughs> What's yeah, be a poet they, name, they score you. <laughs> what is that poet name? That's a good question. All right, we work on it. Yeah. 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 De La Beer. But um, so, so, slam po- in it for so sure. is it a <laughs> so the poetry scene? In the DMV, I guess you can't really stretch it to Baltimore because it's not oh. big enough. No, it's, it's, no, big, it's in big. Is it big Baltimore in Baltimore than so DC? Baltimore is literally like the poet hub. I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's I'm getting from here, so I'm a little biased, but I mean, I've been, yo, I've been following it since I was like 17. I count it. And as an outsider looking in, like Baltimore is 
a definite gold mine like for art butterfly. as a whole. It is. There's a lot of rich art history here. Poetry, like, in the last yeah. three, four years, crazy. Like, And it's been longer. Than, I mean, I've been... I, I think mean, 2015 I was in places that were 21 yeah. and over when I was 17 to see right. this. Like, Because who we got um, out here? It's, it's you... It's uh, there's like Oli Butterfly, Black, you have Nate, um, Nate the Poet is okay. crazy. Poet named Nate. A poet named Nate, excuse Don't me. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> a poet named Nate. <laughs> um, a poet named Nate. My bad, Nia Nate. Nia June. Nia June is crazy. Nia June is crazy. crazy. All these people, people, can people like just go uh, yeah, Instagram these people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I mean, we have like older, I'm talking like Slankston Hughes. I, um, Slankston Hughes is dope. It's crazy, right? I heard him years, years ago. But you would see him. Yeah, it's dope. It's like crazy. Wednesdays, like that was a really, really big open mic here, yeah. and that's yeah. where I saw all the greats. Like, yeah, um, love the poet. Love the poet. Yeah. I mean, all. I it's some names that are pretty household yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah. If you go to a couple of events, you're gonna kind of yeah. see them. Absolutely. If you stretch out, but they're too. like the vets. Like they earned all their stripes. I mean, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so poetry is not always attached to you know it's not lucrative. So how do what keeps you going? Because some a lot of people is the art. Something you don't do for money, you do it for yourself. So how do you? What keeps you going? Because it's not I always going to be rewarding. It, it can vary, man. Okay. Because some people, I've seen people turn it into a lucrative, you know, mm-hmm. profession. You know, it's, it's um, you can get a Grammy off poetry. Yeah. Somebody did get a Grammy yeah. off poetry. Somebody's, uh, huh? Yeah, you can get it off spoken word. Yeah, yeah like spoken word. Obama's uh, album was like considered. What is it? Obama's book, audio book. Yeah, I think it was considered spoken word. He got a Grammy for it. I was like, what? Yeah. Cool. That's a great guy right there. But I think it's always because before it was before I decided to do it as entertainment, it was for me. It was healing for me. It was therapy Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, whether it's lucrative or not, it's always I told you it's my constant. So Mm. do you ever want to want it to be lucrative? Like are you going to that point now? Yeah, but it's always passion and purpose over like everything. Yeah. It's always like it's definitely passion first. It's definitely because if it's not like and when it, it stopped being fun and I felt like it was like it wasn't fun anymore and I was just too into everything and you know like I said comparing myself to everyone around me I stopped I was like nah like this is never what it was meant for wow so I was I've yeah. been gone for a while so y'all consider yourself creatives yeah yeah okay so explain the creative mindset because I think. I consider myself one, and my wife sometimes, she's creative, she's more creative now, but a lot of times the way you think, <clears throat> it can clash a lot, because I don't, I think backwards, I already know I think backwards, and I don't explain myself, because I live in my own head, mm-hmm. so how do you get through life, and just explain, like, being creative, like, what's, what's the differences you see in your life? Go ahead, Melvin. I no, I, I just want to. No, I want to go back and see. Can we explain what we call a creative? Yeah, that's very trendy like, now. Yeah, I know, very trendy yeah, word. because creative seems yeah. such a, seems like such a broad term now. I just want to get y'all take on what. And it's a cool trendy thing to say, but some people not creating. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some people right. not creatives, and they call themselves creative. So, mm. like, play though. They use <laughs> play though. Make sculptures. It's original, man. It's creating right. something. Right. <laughs> uh, every every preschooler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it starts. But I, don't we all start as creatives though? I guess we do. But go ahead. We're going to get into that. That's actually what I'm going to. (laughs) Now, we were were brought here from a creator. I'm not trying to take it there, but... You took it there. I'm going to take it there. So, our creator (laughs) birthed us into this place that we are. Correct. So, we were born to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, creating a narrative, creating an image, creating something. Mm -hmm. Like, something inside you is your thing. Nobody else has that. Right. 
once you adapt to that, once you tap into it, that is, and you understand the power of what your thing is, mm-hmm. can't nobody take that from you. True. But the moment you start, you know, looking at other people's plate, your food get cold. So it's just like, come on, bro. That's upsetting. Nice. You know what I mean? So it's like, come on. Bars. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's real. When you listen back to this episode, you're like, damn, they was giving poetry. Oh, they ain't even know it. I'm a poet. Shit. I didn't hello, know it. I'm a poet. But no, like, y'all would agree to that, right, man? We come from a yeah. creator, so we are creatives. For sure. So find your niche. Once you figure out what it is, like, I've so into that. I've been looking. I you know what I'm saying? But not like you're looking in the wrong places, probably. Yeah. And Some pot, sometimes you look in a very <laughs> traditional route. Like, for example, would you consider a person like me, yo, people that people that work? <laughs> so some of the most creative people you don't see. So like a, the the music you listen to every day is made by an engineer. Yeah, you don't man. see an engineer. You know behind the scenes. Do you ever if you ever talk to an engineer and talk to them how sound works and how they need to put your uh, voice in the middle and the snare on the left? You like there ain't no snare on the left. All of it comes through my ears, but they playing with your ears. So it's like it's so many different levels of creative. I mean, a carpenter is a creative. Is is a lot Jackson, of creatives. Like one of Architects. my favorite creatives. What is that? Michael Jackson. Okay. And like how I watched, what was it? This is it or some yeah. documentary they had, and like this how he just knows like sound. If that would ever came out, and then Jay Z was supposed to be on that concert too, that would have been crazy. Crazy. That would been crazy. But the way he knows Yo. sounds, like he can create sounds. a whole vision in his head, mm-hmm. and then know exactly how everything plays out. That's a that's a God given talent. Mm-hmm. Let's take it to Duffin Avenue, uh, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. The first name you think of a Def Jam, a lot of people is Russell Simmons. Nobody considers Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin's the man. He's you still making me? music, right? But he's behind the scenes. Yeah. Like a lot he of just like recently, maybe three, four years ago, like became real public with you know interviews mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Everybody came to his house, take off your shoes, all that stuff. Like, if you recognize the masterminds behind the scenes. Correct. That's where you see the creativity. Yeah, I feel like there are so many creatives that are and like aren't in the forefront. But it's not for everybody. Like you don't. Some people don't forefront need the limelight to right. like thri- like thrive. Like when yeah. I had the open mic, I hated hosting. <laughs> I was like, I gotta make people be quiet. Like it was a lot of nerves. But I don't mind performing. Like give me a set, I'm fine. But Lord knows, like hosting, that's not my. I can do it, but I definitely prefer a lot of things in the like background like the brunch I did um, it was called Mommy Second Chance Brunch mm. it was a motherless brunch for people you know lost wow. their moms but other people support it was a dope event mm. I just enjoy like doing all the decorating planning everything behind the scenes and some people are like I didn't even know that was you you didn't need to because yeah. if you're going to support it you're going to support it that's or, where the love yeah. comes from yeah. just like I want to be I want to do it absolutely what would you want to say Mel? did you have something so he was saying he's trying to get in his creative bag. So how could y'all help Melvin get in his creative Thanks, bag? Thanks, Diagnose me. That's what I've been yeah. saying. He's trying to get diagnosed. Get a, get a, a piece of pad and, paper, like, and pen. Hold Talk on. So to you, as a kid, you, I, what makes you happy. do you have imaginary friends as a kid, too? I think we all have. Hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. I started when I was a kid. Dr. Maul had like, his oh, whole prescription. Dr. What was it? Talk to him, Dr. Maul. What do you got to do for Take a shot. This is the second. <laughs> take, take, take a shot. Yeah, definitely take a shot. Oh, is that my creativity right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, hey, that's, that's how you get your creative juices flowing, yo. Hey, take a shot, yeah. No, because whole time, every time Melvin do get drunk, and we hear like a, te- like a dope beat on, like, on the yo, radio. Yo, he start dancing. He, he want to start dancing, want to freestyle. Like, yo, 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 I got this one. But it always trash, though. But you think about whatever makes that's you happy. You like, whatever makes you happiest in your element, like, that's, that's your creative piece. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you feel the most comfortable and, like, just your innate self, mm-hmm. like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's your thing. And it yeah. can be anything. Like, people got a lot of different things. For sure. Mine just Man, happens to be paper and pen. Go away somewhere where it's just you and God, bro. 
and the first thing that comes to you that you want to do, there it is. That's that's close. I'm not gonna joke, but I ain't gonna put myself out there. (laughs) Okay, okay. tell the joke. Tell the joke. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That's funny. That's uh, that's a very serious time because like, you ever had an experience where it was just you and God? I know you're saying. It's just experiencing yeah. that shit scary. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it, is. Was high. it is, but that when you was high, to, right? Nah, uh, nah, nah. I, 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 right I don't know some. I don't know some people. Some might people do. That. No, <laughs> I was not, and that was, was like two times in my life I can know. So and it wasn't either one of those times. I was crying to God to say stop. Can it stop right now? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. The times when you it's just you alone with God or whatever creative you want to consider. It's, 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 very, it's very tough because you can't really hide. I think that's one thing I think creatives have the power to help people expose things that need to be exposed. Because you can't really hide when you can create. You got to show yourself. Mm-hmm. And the moment you try and show yourself, your stuff don't, it's not good because you like, I'm trying to like not tell people this, but say all the things yeah. around this. I can see that. So you got to really expose yourself and be vulnerable. And being vulnerable is a, is a superpower. Yeah, it's a lot of strength and vulnerability. I always say that. Mm-hmm. Like, you find the most strength when you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But we've been, you know, taught the narrative. No, like, crying is a sign of weakness. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, my, uh, it's a good guru back in Detroit, Jason Wilson. He's on uh, IG, too, Mr. Jason Wilson. I think that's his mm-hmm. IG. But um, he has his dojo, black dude, in, uh, in the heart of Detroit. And he wrote a book called, um, like, something about, like, men crying. Basically saying it's okay to cry. Like, I think it's a, it's important, especially as black men, to show that. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Because we, you know, was taught as kids. You know, you suck it up, big boys don't cry and all that stuff. But, you know. Big boys do cry. Big boys a do lot. cry. Big yeah, boys do got, show you emotion. Cry, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to. Talking about the Orville, when he did the, it was a show with him and Brandon Alexander. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying, like, there's, I have a picture. It's actually in the back of my car. It's funny. Um, I got a print from Aaron Maven. And he, like, had a beard and it has, like, flowers in it. And he was saying, like, mm-hmm. it's okay, like, as a man to. To be I mean, we are, there's a lot of men here. We can talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, the only thing about crying, I'm going to tell you, I, I cry. I'm a crier. Um, Me too, bro. What Me happens too. is... Sometimes I don't like the way I cry. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly crying is always... I hate, a sh- I, I hate oh, my shit. ugly cry. Yeah. Ugly cry, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I'm the opposite. I, used to be, I, I was a crybaby as a kid, so I don't really cry too much now. I think people always cry, if, even if it's not audible. I think people throwing a temper tantrum, somebody getting mad. Turn crying. You crying just in a different way. Like, grown people cry all the time. When you got road rage, you crying. Like, you wildin'. Like, crying out for help. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just a different... You don't want to say it. Like, grow up. You're throwing a temper tantrum on the road. Like, grow up. You fine. But you think about it, though. Like, you think about all of what you on your plate may have to deal with, right? For sure. Every person needs to go somewhere where they feel safe enough to just cry. You need mm-hmm. one good cry yeah a couple you know because it's therapeutic yeah it is crying is cleansing yeah it is you know what i'm saying it's those silent words it's those silent prayers that you may not get to say all the time you know what i'm saying so you need to go somewhere where you can just cry let that whatever it is out like i've gotten in the habit of doing that because you know i'm in touch as a as a masculine mm-hmm. heterosexual male black man i'm in touch with my emotional side enough to know what hurts and what doesn't, what you right. know, what feels what and what empties what. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if there's something that pierces me and I gotta go somewhere and show that emotion, 
I need to go somewhere and get that because if I keep it bottled in, that's dangerous to those around me. It's toxic. Mm-hmm. It's toxic. It is. That's a good word. That's it's toxic. What you me? cry about, Greg? Greg? Man, listen, bro. Um, <laughs> 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 like. <laughs> He cries when his oh. jeans don't tuck into his It boots. was like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they say mo and we say yo. Yo, like... <laughs> when the mumbo sauce go up, bitch, like... <laughs> you know, the, the stokos and... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, man. Tears of joy. You feel me? Like, when the gas prices change. You know what I mean? You going to D.C. and it be like $8 a gallon. Yeah, it's like nah. <laughs> but nah, crying is like it's, it's so freeing, man. If, if more black men, like if you listening to this as a black man, you like, yo, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna cry, bro. I'm not gonna cry. Nah, cry, bro. So let me cry. ask you a question. On top of the crime, maybe Jay can take the lead. A lot of times, what leads us to our vulnerability as black men is our woman, right? So we gotta also understand that that has to be also a burden for them considering they always have to... A lot of times they're building us. You know how they say build a nigga? Like a lot of... I'm being honest nah, with I you. Build a band. Yeah, yeah, a that's, of, what, that's what I thought. A about. lot of like, black God, women... Damn, John, side you on? I'm just I'm saying. Like, I, you know, Greg had us. Like, I got to you know, John a whole record for that. Damn, but damn. black women... Be honest, go ahead. Black women is out here building niggas. And... They doing it. Sheryl made you say that. Man, nah, she. <laughs> I mean, I got built. I ain't going. I mean, I, I know I got upgraded. You know oh, what I mean? Well, I I'm not crazy. I, but I also can understand the plight, and there's, there's a lot of weight carrying our weight sometimes. No, you so know I, what I mean? think I think I think you're right in a sense. I think they do help us really re, re, I guess get that out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I would say is we need to have more discussions like that. Yeah, I feel where we're like we're telling is okay. Like Greg is out here crying on his mic right now about something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, he's a, he was right about to cry. To but yeah, okay, are you starting like, with me, sir? Like, <laughs> yeah, us as men. Yeah, that's so that's not like when we see somebody crying, like see a man crying, we right. don't need to joke him. Yeah. Even though that's our first call. instinct. That's you, our first instinct, right? <laughs> but, no, everything is just becoming so mainstream. Like, and it's good. It's okay. Like, it's okay for men to cry. It's okay for men to go to therapy. Like, mm-hmm. everything is so to the forefront that I feel like the narrative is changing. Like, I yeah. feel like I see it constantly. Because I remember, like, in high school, I used to be like, oh, like, if a man cries, he's weak. But that's what I had been programmed, the, the, programmed to think. Right. That was the norms I had always seen. And then I was dating a guy who cried all the time, like, literally. And I was like, how was that? Get your sensitive ass. No, it wasn't that at all. I didn't mind it. Like, it was fine that he cried, but I feel like you have to cry and boss up. Because I do a lot, but I cry and I keep going. You can't cry and stop. And if you do, you have to, you do allow yourself to feel for as long as you do, but like, you gotta go to work. Like, you gotta pay bills because they're not gonna pay themselves. You gotta keep going. And I feel like that's where people get. Stuck like in point. the emotion, so I, you can cry I all like you that. want, but you gotta cry and keep going. I mean, Jesus crying, he still got to get on that cross. Cry, cry, <laughs> cry in the mood. He was like, and that was, if he can cry and bounce up and do that, but like, he can do anything. Man, <laughs> cry, cry and die. Yeah, cry and die. So come, if he can do that, he, he can do both of them. Yeah. from the male's perspective, I like when you say you got upgraded, right? Yeah. I feel the same way, right? Because every woman is not going to tolerate. The old you, you have to change. Sure. Yeah. You have to, you have to mature. Oh. Like that's just, you know, for us in the room. But tell everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yo. When I got exposed to jail, and like we just started talking, she, there's certain she has non-negotiables. Everybody has non-negotiables. Yeah, but she, yeah. Made, you know, sure. like, listen, you know, I need this, 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 and this, right? So I didn't have this, 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 and this. 
had to work to get it, and I still work to get it. You you right. have to, but Be you have to also yourself. like it, so if you're in touch with that side of you, you understand just how important that is, mm-hmm. and you have to let her in. A lot of people fail because they don't let their women in. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you you're not gonna let your woman see that side of you, that emotional side, right. that caring side, that compassionate right. side. She mm-hmm. needs that. Right. You, you don't know? need to be a thug all the time. You don't, you don't need to be like <laughs> the, she, she may love things so far packed that they don't need they haven't even begun to unpack themselves. So that's why I always talk about healing your inner child. Mm. Like a lot of things stem from your childhood. A lot of things stem from a long time ago that has never been addressed. So I feel like once men get comfortable, like I feel like my ex got comfortable because he knew I'd been through a lot. Like I told him mm. some of my story and he was like blown away, like wow. So you definitely understand my pain. But had I not gone through what I've been through to help him to see where he is and where he can go. He wouldn't understand. So when you start unpacking those layers, like that, I feel like that's why you have to be, when you're with someone, you have to be their best friend. Like, for they sure. have to be Before so comfortable. And all that, yeah. 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 That's the fact. Like, if you don't have a foundation, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about it if it's the house, it's the basement. Like, if we ain't the basement, we're not going to build. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. But that all comes from, you know, being around someone, really being vulnerable, just telling them everything. Like, yeah, man. little things, big things. But you have to unpack that childhood because. It's a lot of trauma that we see that you don't even think about. Like, and small it's things. Like, scary. especially like people's parents get divorced. Like, yeah. you don't know what people are carrying. That They don't even know what they're carrying sometimes. So, it's, it's good to unpack with your partner. Like, as a man, though, it's, it's scary to unpack, though, it because you're just right. like, I don't want her to see, you know, uh, for her to think that I'm soft. Uh, you know, I can't handle stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a maturity with that. I'm a man like, about mine. I'm going to take <laughs> care of that. But, like, in all seriousness, like, but, like we're getting older. So, I feel that like is that being a man about you. Yeah. Even like, with older, even with older, some women don't know how to take it still. So yeah. that, and, that, and that's just because what that, they socialized also, to think was norm, yeah. like their social norms. So I mean, it's mm. it's it's on the man to kind of let it out, but it's also on the women yeah. to talk about, to nurture, talk about it. knowing how. But that comes innate, like we're innately nurturers. Some of like some that. of y'all. Every woman is not a nurturer. Every woman is not. Some of y'all, yo. Like there's some women that see a dude cry and be like. Punch you in the chest. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, man. You have to think about that situation. I can't even, you know, like, just go ahead because. We're nurturers, but we're not therapists. And so, yeah, you can release it and let it out, but you have to do some work on your end. I agree 100%. I love it. But I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. I love this black girl. I know. Woman. I love this black like, I love black girl. Talk slow. Like, <laughs> don't get caught up. Let me get this off right quick. Yeah. 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 I was my shoulder the whole time. Yeah. I see I was looking over my shoulder. Like, I, I, I feel it. I saw you. I'm not saying to be a therapist, like, but I, what I'm saying is don't shame us for doing it. No, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying, like, when we do it, when we let it out, I'm not saying you need to tell us how to get rid of what we're feeling. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't be like, nigga, man up. No, don't do that, though, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Let us get it out. And now, now, like you said, like you said, all right, now how do we get through it? You get through it on your own sometimes, but just, just. Be there, and we don't. Don't, say, you don't, don't got to do much. Be, just be there. Just be there. <laughs> yeah, literally. Bro, one, one thing. You really don't have to be in this. One thing that I will say though, that black men as a whole like might have to really address is their anger. For sure. Because their anger, especially how we expose that to our women around our women, is a threat. Like if if something Almost that rubs definitely. you the wrong you that rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, that first. And slam. you, you know what I'm saying? Like if you spaz. That you you're threatening their safety because then they if they especially if they they're not used to that they never you would never expose that to them. For one, you, we don't want to expose anger to our women. Right, you know, I you try to hide that. that. We try to hide that, yeah. but sometimes like you gotta you like you know. Yeah. 
massage that thing in and through conversation like yo i may have to take a walk or something like that it's just like you know whether it be relationship sisters homegirls whatever they're still a woman anger's important anger's important but you have to understand you have to harness your anger to understand because it took a while for me you you do have to get it out though you have to get it out we talk about that on this podcast all the time you gotta now you don't want to blow up you don't want to intimidate her you don't want to do all that but yeah, because I, I think at some some even in my own personal my personal life, I just feel like sometimes I do that so much that sometimes I feel like I if I don't get it out, it's just gonna blow up at some point, and then right. yeah. there's still gonna be no choice for me to. And you don't know how it's gonna look, like, and that's yeah, kind of scary. That, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. comes but like I said, like, gauge it. What are you doing? Like, what else are you doing? Are you doing yoga to get your mind right sometimes? Are you mm-hmm. are you writing to get your mind right sometimes? Are yeah. you, do you have any hobbies to get your mind right sometimes? Because mm-hmm. when you're in your element, you can, you release a lot. Right. So Wait, in our the, element, the might be right. Yeah. It's something. Right. Yeah. Try, try, <laughs> try, try like something that's healthy, though. Right. Yeah. A lot of brothers, like, a lot of Drink, people. smoke. Thank you. They they use these, you And that's know, just a coping mechanism for failure. Antidepressants yeah. that just mm. be like, yo... Yeah, that's, Don't, that's not the end. Once and you it, sober up, you're going. It's going to be right. It's still there. there. Right. And then, <laughs> and then fiscally, <laughs> fiscally, you're going to be mad because you didn't spent all this money on drinks and nonsense turning and up. But what you get for it? Right. My, my you thing know is, what, what did you so learn from there? Three things to do. What, what did you learn from there when you do that? <laughs> There's all for not. Yeah. <laughs> middle school, man. Your middle school years was wasted. Man. He's deep. He's deep in the we knew. Unsolicited views is deep. What'd you say, Jay? I'm sorry. I didn't want to step on your point. Oh, you forgot. All right. But no, I think that's. Step to it. But no, it's it's that's a conversation I want to develop. I think once well, we keep having that conversation, we want to. That might be something we do as a form or something. I don't know. I just feel as though like men, men and their emotions like. But the thing is, another a whole group of women will come out. To yeah, I was just about to say that, yo. <laughs> yeah. We'll have an event geared towards men and all the women to show all up. All the women to show up. Women like, women I just wanted to see what these niggas was talking about. Like, <laughs> nah. How you flip that, though. So how you flip that, get it, get an event that women will come to and the men will follow. That's well, not true. That's we've been we've seen that twice. And, and no. you have to come with a man in order Two to get times. it. Men free. We about to start that now. Yeah. <laughs> man free before eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And women change the name. Change be like, yo, drinks too. Yeah. Yeah. Drinks too. Yep. <laughs> free drink too. Yeah. Nah. Come here. Get free, your shit off. Be all real. Be basement real. That's fine. Basement <laughs> real, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky yeah. Gentleman. Oh yeah, granddad's whiskey. Give them all black watch. Black watch. Some Canadian whiskey. You ain't give them to Evan. No. They get that. The top shelf. They get but, the floor, not the bottom shelf. They get the floor. Like damn. No, Sub floor. They get it in, in the floor side. <laughs> Foundational yeah, looking. Yeah. Right. So y'all have anything, any last words, anything we didn't touch on? I wanted to get Jay to do our, our piece. Um, yeah. Y'all got anything else? No. As far as being creatives, I know you were working on your book. Book. Yeah. Right. So talk on. about that a little bit. Plug session. Um, yeah. So it is a self-help book. It's like a write with me kind of journal kind of thing. Um, so I had this whole other, I've been working on it for a few years, but I finally decided exactly what I wanted to do. So it'll be like a write with me, um, self-help, just some poems and quotes that I've written over some time and like things I've been working on this year as well. Um, so I'm looking to drop that hopefully cool. end of this cool, year, cool. beginning of next year. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any creative yeah. endeavor is very tough. Yeah. yeah. Groovy. Oh, you got to say something? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was listening to her. So I was like, no, nah, but um, um, book comes out early uh, next year. He's got to have a okay second book. It's really super dope. Book. You know, oh, it's a second author. book. What's your second book? I am. 
They didn't even tell us about that. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Both of y'all they know. about the first. Right, so talk about right, your first right, book so. and then talk right, about right, your right, second right. book. Talk about the first book. <laughs> first not, book not, is not just like a, first book is a teaser to a series called Savage. Um, it's a um, it's a compilation of three uh, categories: like love and lust. Mm. Just the male perspective on you know how to you know chase that one woman that you're looking for. He's got to have it. It's more so. I wonder what you know certain the narrative was for non-fiction and fictional uh, couples, people, mm-hmm. male perspectives. So how did Barack bag Michelle? Oh. How did Martin bag Gina? You know what I mean? How mm-hmm. Dwayne bag Whitley? Things of that nature. Will, Jada, all that. You know, so I'm spilling a lot of like, like that. what ifs in that. In a, in a poetic mindset, I yeah. just want to do that. Music is uh, really coming soon, too. Just a short you spit? No, I'm, uh, I sing. So it's, <laughs> No. It's, <laughs> I do not. Okay. <laughs> so... Vocally, just a quick EP of some cover songs, maybe four or five songs. Okay. Just no perspective things okay. that segue into the book. So, so where I can like I get that. the first book from? Yeah, where can we get that? First book is uh, it's a link actually on my Instagram. He got What's words. Instagram? Instagram yeah. He got words, all one word. Words are spelled with a Z. Okay. You know, the link is up there. Feel free to purchase all that jazz. I will What's the price having. point? Price point, I think, is ten dollars. It's not bad. Only ten dollars. So that's, yeah. that's that's I can spend that. That's you know, easy. so it, and it's, get that. it's groovy, man. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's what's the discount code? <laughs> 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 it's nine ninety nine with a penny tag. Black people <laughs> always so, want so, a so discount. Can you put us with views for like a ten percent? I feel like that's a poll. We do want to. I mean, it's it life. Probably that's why. Is. So I'm like, like, probably is. It probably is. So Please know. write it. <laughs> Niggas always want it, shit for free. Niggas ain't ready for that. Because niggas. For free. Oh, that's dope. I appreciate y'all coming on. Oh, what's, Jay, what's, what's your uh, contact? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, Jay. My Instagram is Jade the Jeweler. J A D E T H E J E W E L E R. Jade the Jeweler. Yo. Yeah. Okay. I top jewels. So you're, are you related to I like what can, you did. Can she do Sophista Ratchet? Can she do Sophista Ratchet? Can she do Ratchet? Okay. Are you ready? related to Jacob, the jeweler? No. Oh, man. Uh, My mom's name was Joel. Yeah. Jade is a Joel. Jade yeah. is a That was, a, that was from half. Oh, that's a little bit. They got a main name. It's a little deep. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're doing? Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, yeah, introduce her, please. As we come to the close of this segment, Unsolicited Views, we want to shout out to the fellas, you know. They did so much for this community through the podcast and everything like that, but I want to welcome you right now to the poetry slide up to everything. Yes, this is my deep voice. <laughs> Coming straight from Melvin's beard. <laughs> Jay the Jew. Unsolicited views. So when I say hey y'all, y'all say hey Jay. Hey y'all. Hey Jay. Hey y'all. Hey Jay. All right, that helps me get my butterflies out. Hey. So this poem's called Sophista Ratchet. Um, basically, I got a nine to five and I bump trap music the whole way to work. And that's how it came about. Uh, she's sophisticated with a little twist. Book smart, street smart, and rarely resorts to her fist. I mean, she'll fight for loving good grades but not for your attention. You know the good girl you thought you could trap, but she was always two steps ahead of you. She wasn't down for your cause because she's always on her P's and Q's two steps ahead of you. Keep prestige and queen on the top of her resume. May listen to future, but hers is more promising or at least rewarding than those trap beats and more than those quickies in your backseat. So you might catch her hitting a two-step or Millie Rock on any block. She might be on your block with a chicken box, fries, jumbo half and half light ice, but best believe she knows all about fine dining and the appropriate wines to order in every setting. And the prophetic words of life Jennings got you like, must be nice. 
You can try to eat your heart out, but she's already observing the utensil of choice that you've misused. See, her diction is esoteric, but she's rapping all the words to DJ Eskel's 100 racks. That may be a jam, but that's her salary in the next two years. Beauty and brains, classy with a C over K. And she's definitely wife material, but she's playing along with all your childish games and settling for titles like Bay. She's mm. hip, though. She's the modern-day new-new. She's not the girl you thought you knew-new. You see, you thought her ratchet tendencies was the reason she was a 10 you see, but in all actuality, it was her intellect, poise, style, and grace. Something deeper than the truths you fantasize about discovering what's under her Victoria's Secret lacy. Her makeup was made up to conceal her layers more deeply than what stimulates your eyes. She's Outback's blooming onion layers, but you only used to Popeye's breasts, legs, <laughs> and thighs. She pretends she's into hood niggas and street G's, but only invests her energy and energy into guys worth a soul tie. You can't get a chance if you can't stimulate her mind. She already knows that Vanessa with good looks and decent dick ain't too hard to find. She's aesthetically pleasing and will have you pleading to be loved and to feel her sensation. But please know, you probably don't have what it takes. She's away in her garden of life that dude your type are just snakes. She knows that men search their whole lives trying to get back in what they came out of. And no, I'm not talking struggles, hoods, or situations, but that prize you seek, that vagina's got power, horsepower, and you can't get in because it's pushed to start, and you still jiggling keys to your ex's hearts. Only time you'll catch her on her knees is when she's praying for a real man, one polite enough to carry the bags of her baggage. She's everything you wanted a woman, yet she's slow down to earth. Well, hell, she's Mr. Fister Ratchet. Shit. Yeah. God bless yeah. America. Wow. Job. That shit was dope. Yes. There you have it, folks. Well, we got one more. We got one more. Uh, Greg wants to end it. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, here we go. Come hey. on with the, with the bars. What's this one called? Do the one with the words. You, he, he got words. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Now, uh, uh, well, she wrote. I'm going to keep it on the same crew. But on a different perspective, male perspective, called Shiro, yo. So I'll tell you one thing. Loving a black woman is a special kind of worship. It's a different kind of responsibility. It's a gift, both honor and privilege. It is a cure there to mend those broken things inside you like your heart and your word. It demands change, a level of respect to know just how multidimensional she really is. You ever noticed? how the black woman has mastered the ability to be both church congregation and city girls, will throw your world's balance off its axis wearing nothing but a bonnet, t-shirt, and boy shorts, will raise your blood pressure and your credit score simultaneously in that same bonnet, t-shirt, and boy shorts. You should know that loving her is expensive. It's gonna cost you them lies. That laziness and that inconsistency will make you think twice about playing with her life make you realize that pride is nothing but recyclable or expendable. So love her and mean that shit. Love her like you got a mama or a grandmama that raised you right because she did. Like you fear God because you do. Like he be your idol. Like he done left you 66 books filled with basic instructions before leaving this earth. Wait, 66 books, basic instructions before leaving earth. Ain't that the Bible? You should remember that God knows everything. And so does a black woman, so love her like you know your black behind can't swim. But if she was an island far from anything you'd ever know, you would pray and ask God to have faithful feet just to walk across the waters just to get to her. So love her like you need her because you do, like you know this world don't give a damn about her nor you because they don't. Love her like she homegrown, like she royal, like she magic, like she answered prayer, like she shines so bright you would think that her and the sun be cousins, like she fresh out the box. Like she's sacred promise tied between two pinky knocks. Like, like if God had a crush on a star, 
placed it in Eden to make things even, only to evolve it into the woman that would challenge you to get your shit together. You should love her and step to her like, like she'd be wife and she would draw the husband out of you. Love her like you need you. Peace. Damn. Okay. And y'all ended this with some fire. <laughs> this mic's on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> like ABA Jam out here, man. <laughs> Damn. Dope. Jeez. But thank y'all for coming on. We really appreciate y'all support and keep listening. Yeah. Definitely, thank you. Um, I would if y'all have any events, definitely reach out to us. We'll definitely come through. Appreciate we'll definitely come through. Yeah, we're not gonna give him the mic. Melvin, maybe have a poem by then. You get get a shot, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody in here, get a shot. Everybody it's on me. Shot. That's gonna be the name of it. <laughs> get a shot. Funny, get a shot. All right, I like that. That's like, two, bars. Funny. two bars. Two bars. That could be a bar. That's an intro and outro. That's it. Anyway, well, thanks for coming. It's three bars. That's the first one. Appreciate y'all, man. Oh, thanks for her. She's yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> y'all funny as shit. Oh, man. Any last words, Mel? Mo? Nah, this was fun, man. Thank yeah, it was done. We, really, we, do, we really do appreciate y'all coming out and then sharing, giving us those gems at the end. That was uh, nice. Gems from the jeweler. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think I, I found it this week. I found it. I like that. You agree with that. That's free because she didn't do one hair flip during that whole episode. She had to focus. I'm going to say, yeah. I was trying to go real fast. Long, long, it's like a five minute. It'd be crazy. Five minutes is a lot. Five minutes. Like... Anyway, we out. That's another episode of Unsolicited Abuse. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening Please. to Unsolicited Abuse.